What is going on Wolfpack Nation? We are here today for the another edition of the Tuffy Talk Live Show. Looking forward to an exciting episode today. Uh, make sure for those who are tuning in with us, uh, again, just send us a comment. Let us know you all are here. But again, with that being said, we've got a lot to talk about today as we got NC State football recruiting to start with. Uh, huge, huge weekend. We're going to be kind of talking about it, breaking it down a little bit, and then also talking about some of the other big news over the week. Uh, but with that being said, we're usually actually do uh, our Tuffy's Weekly Rewind, but we're actually going to do something different. We're actually going to jump into Tuffy's Tweets of the Week and, and kind of change this up a little bit here. So that being said, here we go. All right. So first one, I'm just going get, to get, get something off my chest here. So, uh, you know, so like, I'm going to start off by talking about now. So, uh, so just to kind of give a little bit of background on this week. So basically a year ago when, uh, when we went to Doak uh, to welcome the team back from the college world series, uh, my wife and I made a, uh, a poster, uh, that said 2021, uh, CWS champions. And, uh, there it got, and so what we did, what, what I did on, Thursday, I think it was basically tweet out saying, just as a reminder of who the real 
2021 college world series champs were and put that picture out there etc well of course there was all these unc fans that were commenting on it saying you know you know you never wanted like you know just like nc state fans to claim a, a game they didn't even compete in or whatever it is and so this is one example of a tweet from a UC fan saying nc state still had to win three more games to be national champions yes they were unfairly robbed of that chance but let's not get carried away and call yourselves champions just because you started two and oh in omaha and just as a reminder just 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 again i know we can't talk too much about last season because i mean it, it was or two seasons ago but Obviously, it's 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 tough to really, well, it's tough to really kind of move on from it because obviously we're a year away. We're looking at the College World Series right now. We're watching teams like Notre Dame, Ole Miss, you know, have these you know great runs like they've been having. And it's like so you know, kind of a little bit of I guess you know FOMO. I guess is maybe the word here. But um, so just as a quick reminder, obviously that we got just playing up smacked game one against Arkansas in the super regional, right? Straight up smacked. And then from then on out, I I don't think anybody, you know, many people thought that we were going to come back and win that series. But, you know, what if I would have told NC State fans that after that, you would have had to face Kevin Copps twice, who won basically (laughs) pitcher of the year. You would have to face NC, uh, sorry, Stanford's, um, uh, Stanford's, Friday starter and probably one of the best ace pitchers in the country and Brendan Beck, who went 55th overall in the draft. And then you would have to face Jack Leiter, who, who if I'm not mistaken, was the number two overall. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, Jack Leiter. I think yeah. that commentator uh, the number two overall pick. about Jack Leiter. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so you, you'd have to face those guys. You'd have to face Kevin Cops twice, Brendan Beck once, and then Jack Leiter. And, I t- and if I told you we won all four of those games, I mean – yeah, just basically prove the crazy. point that there was that there was no team hotter than us. There was no team hotter than us. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, how embarrassing almost is it of Vanderbilt that literally the NCAA told us we have 13 players. It's not like we got to choose 13 players. They basically said, here are your 13 players. Right. Best of luck to you. And got handed to us. And we still went out there and faced the number two pitcher for Vanderbilt, who I think would have been 95% of teams number one pitcher. And and we still uh, were basically one hit away. We had, I think it was, uh, um, I'm I'm blanking on our our catcher's name. I'm sorry from last year, Luca Trash. Luca Trash on second. Yep, Johnny Butler on first. Down three one with Devontae Brown at the bat in the bottom of the ninth. So we literally had an opportunity. Devontae Brown could have crushed one like he did the entire postseason last year and would have won that game. And it still even peaks to me like, it's what on. if we would have won that game? What would have happened? I- if they would have, would that would have would that have been the greatest college baseball game ever? It, it still is, it. I think. It's it's still one of the best I've ever seen, no doubt about it. It's still up there. Yeah, I mean, I really. think I think it's in the conversation. If I mean, I still yeah, it still is. But I'm thinking like if it had happened where you did win, I think it'd be one of the biggest upsets of all time. I would say, it's, yeah. Especially yeah I, think it'd be I think the the whole thing was insane because our started pitcher that day, Garrett Payne, had thrown all of I think of like eight innings the whole season. Um, <laughs> you know, arguably our best pitcher was playing first base and went three for four. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you a guy go like down. Eddie Isert playing who never played. Um, I can remember yeah. his name. I can remember who else played that day. But well, I mean, he had. Uh, Carson Falskin, who who had played Falskin. like four games all season, starting at mm-hmm. second, had a great butt in that game. But yeah, it, it, and you forgot to mention Vanderbilt's number two went number number eight overall in the in the MLB draft to the, yeah, the Mets. Yep. So yep. it wasn't like he was a scrub number two, like you were saying. 
No. Like like Justin says here in the comments, we can be co-champions. I'm fine with that. There's only two yeah. teams that didn't didn't lose twice in the College World Series, Mississippi State and NC State. So I'm fine yeah. with co-champions. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and, and that and that's why again I, I I just feel that especially for us, you know, that I mean I have no issues whatsoever with saying that we're champions because at the end of the day, I don't think that there's many people that know baseball that if State was able to play, even even if they were to play the next game against Vanderbilt, winner takes all, and the winner goes to face Mississippi State, we're probably going to go win it all, to be honest with you. Like, we're just red hot. Evan Justice is killing it. Sam Highfield's hot as ever. You still got Chris Villa, man. You got, you're going to have Reed Johnston, you know, our senior pitcher's back. The, the batting lineup is hitting like there's no tomorrow. So, again, I, I you know – I, I understand that at the end of the day we're still a little bit away, but again, just how hot we were and how nobody wanted to face us at that point. Nobody wanted can, to face us. Can, can we go back to the tweet though? There are yeah. multiple UNC basketball championships that they claim, and there was no true champions back in the, I think it was like the what the 30s or something like that. There was no yeah, NCAA, then. so they claim these these titles, right? There was no sanction. So get out of right. here with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just want to throw it out there. But now uh, we can uh, again. That was more just for me because I need I need to get that off off my plate just because obviously there was a lot of UNC fans. Which again, I love. I'm glad that we get under UNC skin. Hey, that's 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 a beautiful thing. What what'd you say? What, what? I jokingly said you love UNC fans before I was like, oh, break. <laughs> no. <laughs> One last thing, yeah. Skin. One last thing on the College World Series. Um, yeah, all that stuff is like popping up on my timeline from Facebook, and I'm just like. Like just going back through the memories, and you know that's when I met you, Leighton, and just yep. all of the awesomeness that that was for that week. Um, the NCAA could, can take away our um, our chances to win the title, but they can never take the memories that we made that week. So um, mm-hmm. those are those are a lifetime of memories that I I will take to to the grave with me. So uh, the NCAA Absolutely. can shove it. Amen to that. Amen. Now for the more fun side of the college war series, got to bring up this tweet. So, uh, so Dylan Schrote, uh, tweet, uh, basically a quote tweet of this college war series, jello shot challenge, which for those who don't know, basically there's this bar in right, right beside the stadium that sells jello shots. And they started a, basically a standing So that way, basically if you buy a jello shot from them, they ask what team you are, or, you know, you want it for. And then, you know, and then what they do is they just add it up and then whoever, like it's it's basically just a challenge. It's basically a way just for the business to get more get more business by making it a competition yeah. of like you know which team yeah. can buy the most Jello shots, and so I mean like literally on, yeah, well literally on this uh, scoreboard you see like Arkansas that's bought thirty four hundred Jello shots so far. You see Ole Miss that's bought twenty seven hundred. You know, like every single team has at least two hundred and twenty. Or sorry, Stanford has ninety three, but but most of yeah. them have at least two hundred uh, Jello shots bought so far. And so Dylan basically quotes me and said, "At four, because it was four dollars and fifty cents per shot. So if at four dollars fifty cents per shot, this restaurant has already raked in thirty five thousand six hundred and forty nine dollars just from Jello dot, shots. Dot, genius, just from just Jello, from shots. Jello shots. So it cost uh, pennies it, to make each." Oh yeah. Well, so, and if you yeah, noticed can, in, yeah. in our chat that that's up fifty cents from last year because I I sent you guys a picture that I bought in the first three last year. So um, <laughs> even even better, uh, even better. They they've marked it up fifty extra cents, which I know it didn't cost them you know more than one extra cent to make them. So yeah, absolutely genius yeah. marketing on their part. 
Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Just again, it's, Hey, it's fun. And especially too, you know, uh, it, it, it's so Arkansas that they're, you know, yeah. far <laughs> ahead of everybody else. Like, you know, it, it's, you know, I don't know, just they, well, they're, they're, they're crazy baseball fans. That's for sure. Yeah. When I was uh, at that, at that same establishment last year, I w- ran into a guy. Um, he actually gave me a koozie. He, He's like unofficial, like, like uh, that is the unofficial Arkansas bar uh, at College World Series week. Um, that's well, like, you know um, he brings well, like uh, yeah fair yeah. So so he's <laughs> friends with the owner of this bar. He brings a bunch of koozies from his bar from Arkansas. I guess it's right out near the stadium there uh, near campus. And so yeah, so that's that's mainly why Arkansas has such a commanding lead because that's where they all the Arkansas uh, Razorback yeah, fans hang out. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, a little inside baseball there. Absolutely. All right. So with that being said, we will we will start talking about Macon's favorite uh, topic to talk about, which is some um, NC State football recruiting, baby. Oh, so we'll start off with yeah. this beautiful graphic right here. Yeah, buddy. That again, I'll, I'll I'll need you guys help. Kind of you know tell me like you know some of who these guys are around Lex Thomas, but but for those who are listening in, I basically basically it's a tweet from Lex Thomas saying Wolfpack Nation, let's make this come true. And it has the eyes emojis. And it's basically this graphic that has uh, Lex Thomas and a bunch of different, I'm sure, high high profile recruits around him. Uh, so making Michael Gregg, any insight on uh, who who some of these guys well, first, are? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start with who they are. So you got, yeah. so I think don't, in this picture, I think at this point, the only two commits I see, maybe unless one of them is Oba, Obasui, the offensive lineman guy is Lex Thomas, who's the uh, guy in the middle, white guy in the middle, number two, I think he's old. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh, Sissy, C I S S E, the cornerback on the far right, I believe. It's like his number mm-hmm. zero. But yeah. So he's basically the whole point of this tweet to me was that this was a big the whole point of this tweet, picking this one, was that this was a big recruiting weekend for state when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. We've been having mm-hmm. camps the last two weeks. And I just think this year, if you're looking, if you follow it at all, you're going to be able to tell that this is a very loaded class state is going after. And if state can have the season that they are anticipating on having, this could be a game changer for the football program. And mm-hmm. the guy you see here, I mean, if you want the specifics, uh, Kevin Concepcion, I think is number yeah, one. Yeah, he's on there. Uh, Noah Rogers, who was this whole weekend following that whole crazy stuff on yeah. – uh, Twitter, and then if you follow any of Pack Pride or Inside Pack Sports or Wolfpacker, that was crazy. Um, the inside information there. You got Dalen Smothers at running back. You got CJ Jacobson. Um, uh, I think it's CJ. Uh, yeah, that's tied in in the black jersey in the back. It's just there's a lot of guys here that are like four star. Some of them are three star. Like Noah Rogers is like a very high four star re- uh, receiver. Mm-hmm. He's fringe five star, if you will. Um, and Dalen Smothers, running back, four-star running back from Charlotte. Um, you know, so I, I'm pretty sure one of those guys is Isaiah Shirley, uh, defense end uh, from the mountains area. I think, uh, but regardless, this is just a bunch of um, really good recruits that we're going after, and I think it's it's just fun to me. This is like to me, this could be a really big building block uh, class, a, a game-changing kind of class for the program. This could be like a yeah. Bradley Chubb, B.J. Hill type class, um, you know, uh, yeah. one of those um, but next level. These guys ahead. didn't even have the stars. That's what I was going to say. It's like we didn't know yeah. that they were going to be as good as they were. These guys, that's fair. 
obviously there's mm-hmm. it can go both ways. And some players yeah, might I mean, not you had that up class, to their you rankings, had, think, but yeah. I think that class, one class, you have Bradley Chubb, Naeem Hines, I don't know if speaking, maybe they're different classes, but you have, I think you have B.J. Hill, Contavia Street, Bradley Chubb, and Justin Jones, I think all yeah. from the same class. I'm not mistaken. Well, I, I would more compare it to like Pac-15 where you had Naeem Hines, you had Reggie Gillespie, you had Darian Roseborough, you had um, – more stars. You're right. That had more you know, stars. Like that one was a more star-studded class. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean – it, it's good to see we're heading the right direction here. I mean, for sure. And and, and also too, I mean, like, like seeing a guy, uh, I, I know there was a five-star athlete uh, that was on campus um, yeah. and uh dude was Jack. First of all, that, that dude, that dude's a beast. Uh, just yeah. from the look of him. Oh, you're talking uh, but, about Taylor, the, uh, yes, that's him. That's him. Yeah. He's a, he's a but again, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's just really cool to see us actually, you know, really in the talks. Like, and it's not like, like we have like with Will, Shipley where like we have to be like basically the law for the father and the mother to really be in the conversation like this is just right some recruit that just is a five-star one of the most touted recruits in the country and yet he's considering us just based off of our our brand that that Dorn has built Dorn and staff has, has built and on just the football you know team alone it's not like you know, I have like a poll per se like like the Will Shipley had so yeah um, I just think I know. think it's very possible you could see all of these guys commit to state, which is what's crazy to me. Like you could, I don't know who's the least likely in this case, but it's very, um, another guy on there, I think is on the, the far left was Nathan Leacock. Um, I believe he was yeah, a receiver. Sure. Um, yeah, they never, whatever he's got double ditch there. I think that's Nathan Leacock. He's a guy yeah. who's, they're all, they're all in a very high likelihood to commit to state or in states like in that top two or three. So right. it's very, um, it's very interesting, particularly with Noah Rogers and some of these other guys like like Dalen Smothers. You're going NC State versus Oklahoma for Dalen Smothers. Yeah. There's top two or whatever he put out publicly. Then you have, you know, Noah Rogers. The if you followed this weekend on Twitter, it was all like a battle between NC State versus Ohio State to get visits. And mm-hmm. you're talking, you know, teams who have won or played in the college football playoff that yeah. are sometimes multiple. Out. You're going after the same players they are, and it's not like yeah. a oh we just offered this guy and it will circle back to him if we if our main guys didn't don't commit. It's just like guys like I know that Ohio State just took a five star receiver commitment from Carnell Tate. Yep. The yep. guy's name was. Mm-hmm. Yep. They yep. still want Rogers. Like Rogers is legit. So uh, mm-hmm. if they were to land any of these guys, it's a big deal. I mean, I don't know. I just I I, I love recruiting. I I joke the guys I was texting. He's like. Just inject this straight into my veins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My phone was definitely blowing up with making this weekend with all yeah. his, <laughs> his takes and I and I I'm here for it. Um yeah. I definitely have gotten more involved in the recruiting just um just because it's one, I'm doing this with you guys, and two, it's it actually is kind of fascinating to to follow. And there's just so many different news angles and like things are always happening. Um, you know, there's just and there's so much yeah. information out there, whether it's IG on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. So it, there's always something happening. Um, I uh, it texted in a group too about the, uh, you know, Lex Thomas, who's a, who's like one of the, I think he was the first commit of the 2023 class. Mm-hmm. His, he's brothers of mm-hmm. Drake and Thayer and, and the importance of offering Thayer a walk on spot. However, what five years ago was that? Like about that's that, yeah. turned into yeah. 
a very Dominant big like that has played, yeah. and you had no yeah. idea it would play that big of an effect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. No clue. So, no clue. The pipeline they've created. Even even just face value, you got Thayer Thomas, and he ended up being a yeah. stud player for you. Just face value on that alone. So, um, mm-hmm. I think too, you're learning with the NC State coaching staff. They are one of the best in the country at developing players. And that's why you see states had to target the three star guys and some four star guys. They would, you know, but they love five stars all the time, sure. But you know, they're all probably going to the Alabamas or Ohio States or whoever. In this case, states able to recruit to develop these guys, and if they can just get the talent that you know this fit the same mold, I, I really think you're going to see some really, really awesome achievement with this recruiting class coming down in a few years. Well, well yeah. I think it goes to your point too. Is like if you look at the last, I think it's like like the last eight or ten drafts. Other than Clemson, I think State's the number two team putting out NFL talent. Um, so, you know, th- that in and of itself, you know, you, you start saying, okay, how can I get to the league? Oh, wait, this school is putting out talent to the league. Maybe they're doing something. You know, sometimes the record mm-hmm. isn't always indicative of it. Um, but, you know, these these guys' goals are ultimately to get to the NFL, right? I mean, if they can win a championship along the line, sure. great. But it's all about getting to the league and making that money. Yeah. Well, because also, too, I would say, because, I mean, one of the biggest pitching points I would say right now is that, you know, obviously, I think that most players understand that us winning a championship means a heck of a lot more than Clemson winning a cha- an AC championship, for example. So, well, right I now, would say we're on. Right now, like, I think Clemson winning yes. the championship they did back 10 years ago, whatever the first yeah. one was recently. I think you would have the same effect as NC State winning one now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. no, of course. Yeah, no. So, so, so but what I'm saying is that, so we're on that kind of breaking point right now. So meaning that if these guys can right. jump on right now, they're remembered forever, you know, you know, while, you know, if you go to Clemson, it's just another, just another guy, you know? So, uh, so because, because obviously too, like, you know, these recruits don't want to come to, for an experiment. They want, you know, to know they're going to get a ring. They want to know that, you know, they're going to have a chance in the NFL. They want to know, you know, that they're going to get a great education, you know, you know, if that's what right. they value, um, which they can right now for sure. But, you know, one of the things too that, you know, I, I think that is, is quite interesting for, you know, especially this weekend alone is just, again, just as a reminder that high school recruiting to me is about what you want, is about what staff wants to get. While the transfer portal is for, for what you need, when you need yeah. to fill holes, you go to transfer portal, but these guys again are not necessarily guys that like you know, it's like a make or break kind of deal. It's like, hey, if we can get no Rogers to come, then that's a beautiful thing. That is that is that is setting up nicely for for a few years to come. But you know, yeah. it, it's uh, it, it, it's it's kind of a different way to approach it. But again, that's why I'm very interested to see, and I think that if Doran can land a guy like No Rogers, that you know, it's that'd be a big get. That'd be a big get. So, because uh, he's a stud, he's a proven stud. He's a guy that when can easily come in and replace Devin Carter. Even last time we got a five star, <laughs> Catavia Street. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Street, no. and I believe uh, John. Well, he was fringe five star. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was, I was thinking. Fraser. Well, so so Street was well. So I remember this. The story that Catavia Street said was that um, when he was recruiting, because he was getting recruited by basically, it came down to Ole Miss and NC State. That uh, he was a five star, but then once he committed to NC State, apparently rivals star. or whatever took away that fifth star, and he went down oh, to a four star. Yeah, so that's that's, uh, so. that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
I so, also think I, the two other five stars I can think in recent memory, if I remember correctly, were Robert Crisp, the tackle from Athens yeah. Drive High School. He was. He was 100%. And I think Mike Glennon was a five star, if I'm not mistaken. Was he, he was too. Star? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was because he, he was Under Armour All American. I remember watching him play in the an All American game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he was. So those were two for sure. And then, and then, yeah, Johnny Frazier was borderline five star because he was actually in the conversation like he was in the one of the top four spots in terms of running backs in the country which you know that that didn't quite work out but uh and then uh, and then yeah Gatavia Street which I would say it worked out but just again unfortunately there's only one quarterback to tackle and so unfortunately Street I'm sorry Chubb would get to him you know every single time before or most times before yeah. Street could right. so uh um but anyway though so now we're going to move on to a fun one here got to give a shout out to our guys at the Two Man Wolfpack podcast yeah. with a tweet. This is the tweet of the week, no doubt about yeah. it. It's, it was. And you know what's funny here? Like, they just admitted yeah. on Twitter that they got hacked. So somebody from a Carolina site put the Carolina icon and changed their name to Carolina Football for like a few days, apparently. So that was hilarious. I thought that was a joke though when they did that. <laughs> I know. That's a joke. I, 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 Why I would they do that? No, be, because. Um, I just saw two man podcast said apparently we just we just learned we got hacked or something like that and ha- and they updated their profile picture or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah get hashtag out here. three hours yeah, ago. Yeah. Hashtag new profile pic appears we were funny. hacked by an account Chapel Hill over the past day or so. We missed anything. That's what they tweeted out. So that was kind of yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that was tongue in cheek. Good cover. Yeah, good cover. I like well, it. Maybe. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's still because I mean. Genius, genius to yeah, change your because for those who are listening in, it was basically two man podcast. What they did was they changed it because you can't change your hashtag, but you can change your yeah. name just by like editing your profile. So, what they changed their their name to, which is in bold on the top, it changed it to Carolina football, and then they changed their profile picture to the UNC football logo. And then it says, Happy Father's Day, Dad, at, po- pa- at Pack Football. And then it has the world famous Emeka Mezzi catch uh, picture. And uh, it blew up, and rightfully so. Got to give a hats off. Got to give props where props is due, and hats off to you guys. That was a genius, genius tweet right there. Hilarious. Great little <laughs> poke. So. Uh, and I remember even like I, I remember seeing I think it was either yesterday or today that Annabelle Myers, the head uh, communications mm-hmm. person yeah. for football, actually tweet out saying, "I love social media," or you know whatever it is, and and uh, uh, basically quote tweeting that and saying that that was hilarious. So, hats off to you guys for that uh, all American of a tweet right there. That was, so that was good. Not all heroes were of the others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So moving on, uh, one of the other uh, t- tweets I wanted to get to. So for those who haven't seen, uh, 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 a-, a David Hale joint basically put out this just like essay of a th- of a tweet thread, which basically just like it- it's ridiculously long, but basically talking about every single uh, football position. So like D line, offensive line, quarterback, etc., and it breaks down every single uh, team within the ACC and then ranks them. Uh, and and tears them as well and so basically pulling out two different parts right here so uh, this was uh, tweeted out five days ago basically saying uh, for those who are listening saying NC State's defensive backfield was very underrated last year and returns 100% of its 2021 snaps Wolfpack were second in yards per attempt allowed without QB pressure they were third in success rate on obvious passing downs blah 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 uh, and did it all well Uh, NC State and Duke were the only ACC teams who fared better in yards per dropback in zone than man 
and basically pointing out how Shaheen Battle and Derek Pitts were uh, two of the be- top rated or statistically best corners in the ACC last year, uh, which again, it's just a huge breath of fresh air for me, first of all, because, again, I, I came during the time, you know, Dorn's first year oh, in yeah. 2013 through those years where our pass defense was just absolutely or whatever just they were terrible. Just absolutely Swiss awful. cheese. Yeah, no, literally it was it was Swiss cheese. It was it was bad. Our, our pass defense was terrible. And then <laughs> and then here we are with. With with uh, with literally the last couple of years, last couple of years we've had amazing pass defense, and now we got everybody back for this season. And, and, and me saying that reminds me of the Jimmy V quote where uh, he goes to the Iota College, and you know they they lost every game, and he goes, "Yeah, but we have everybody back from that team." But this is even better. This is even better because we got everybody back from a great team instead of you know poor Jimmy V's not so great plus, team. Plus Cyrus Fagan, who was hurt in the second game of the season, correct. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. the, the linebacker, I think David Hill, he ranked NC State has the, the number one linebacking core and the number one defense back core, a safety and corner in the yes. ACC this season. You know, yeah, not to right. mention we bring back on defensive line, Durden and Clark is going to come back healthy with an improved Josh Harris. And I can't remember who are the other pass rushers are, but uh, Savion Jackson. Savion Jackson. Been, I think he'll be pretty good. He he earned the the right to wear the number nine this year, which is the Mar- Mario Williams Bradley did? Chubb number. Yeah, yeah. he's number nine this year. Yep. Well, and so, rightfully so. He should be. He should but, be. Yeah, it, it, well, and then also they had like I know there's people ranking like Tony Gibson top. I think he's number four. I think Big Boomer, whatever, ranked him as number four <laughs> defensive yeah. in the country. It's a fan opinion, but it's like that's really interesting and very telling. So, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Again, I mean, it's because yeah. we didn't even talk last week about uh, the Athlon Sports that came out with you know the first, second, thirds, fourth, uh, you know, team All ACC players or whatever, and then they had thirteen players on that list. Yep. But the one which actually was shocking, but what was actually shocking to me was. They had Dre Thomas, first team All ACC, and then they had uh, Isaiah Moore in fourth Arnold team All ACC, or, or yeah. Arnold mentioned basically. Mm-hmm. And and again, I, I understand that again injuries have a lot to do with it, which is why, for example, Peyton Wilson was on that list. But I don't know, like like to me, it's almost like I would have rather I don't know, just because again Isaiah Moore being fourth, it's like okay, come on now, seriously. That's, so yeah, he was yeah he was a favorite. Uh, it, he got hurt halfway through the season. And at that point, he was playing like a like the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Before the Boston College game, he was a, he was he yeah. was up there for a, a favorite for ACC Defensive Player of the Year. So just saying, but Greg, what were you saying? Yeah, so so speaking of this right here, talking about he said obviously it's more complicated. I don't know if you saw, but Drake chimed in. Um, he says, "I'm taking my guys versus whoever you want to stack up against us." And he did the question mark. And, so. then, and then, no, I think on three, the new uh, rivals kind of account thing. I don't know how that really works, but they yeah. ranked Drake Thomas number three linebacker in the country, period. And I'm like, people are just totally forgetting how good Peyton Wilson is and Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just, yeah. They're just totally forgetting that. And that just blows my mind. Like, we yeah. thought going into the season, I Peyton Wilson was number one. And then, you know, I guess Isaiah was number two, probably. And Drake, yeah. three. I was saying Drake's yeah. number three in the country. What does that yeah. say about Peyton and Isaiah? I mean, I know they were injured, but geez. Well, yeah. yeah, and if, if it wouldn't if it wasn't for the way Drake stepped up, um, obviously, you know, he had to shift over positions, but he didn't miss a beat wherever you put him at. So you can play him Sam, you can play him, you know, weak. Um it, he doesn't he doesn't 
he just goes out and tackles. He, he reads plays. Um, he can he he had two interceptions. That's something that folks are forgetting about. So he you can drop him in coverage. Yeah. Um, he's a good coverage <laughs> a linebacker. Pick six, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah, right? he had a pick six. That's right. Both of them uh, mm-hmm. um, scored in that game. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think that was the oh, I can't remember. Yeah. I know both Thayer and and Drake scored in the same game. But uh, but where I was going with that is you can just put him wherever you want and, and plug him in and he's going to perform. He's not, he's not intimidated by the moment or, or who he's got to go after. He just gets out and plays and he's just, he's a gamer. I mean, uh, that's just how you, he's one of those heart and soul guys that you want on your squad. Um, Cause yeah. he's going to take care of business. Yep. Well, because it kind of goes back to this, it goes back to this week by uh, Clutch Sports Clemson saying, "There's no way you l- logically look at NC State's defense logically. and then look at Clemson's defense <laughs> and say NC State is remotely close." Clemson finished with the number eight overall total defense last year with multiple injuries and no offensive help. They returned almost everybody. NC State finished twenty first, and to that I, I also say, had multiple injuries and returned right, more multiple, than Clemson returns. <laughs> well, exactly, and on top of it too, because one of the things I really love about this team this year is that not only is everybody really talented, not only is everybody really experienced, but there is a ton of leadership on this defense this year. I mean, Drake Thomas, Isaiah Moore, Peyton Wilson, Tanner Ingle, I think Cyrus Fagan, uh, Shaheen Battle, I think uh, Savion Jackson. I see, I see, yeah, I see Devin Van stepping up in a leadership role. So again, you have a lot of guys that are our leaders on this team and it's because you know the, the saying is defense wins championships and to me they go down I'm, sorry yeah. I interrupt you I'm sorry you finish I apologize I interrupted you no you're good well again just just making the point that that again defense wins championships and so then they fired I, up <laughs> yeah if I can look at my defense and 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 feel confident that that not only is this an experienced team this is a talented uh defense but it's also to a, a, a defense that has a lot of leadership that's going to fight through adversity that's going to fight through tough environments that's going to be focused and not be rattled by the environment yeah, that, that, yep. that's an ACC championship winning formula, in my opinion. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Go ahead, make it. That game, that game at Clemson this year is going to be a good one. And it's gonna, oh, it's going to be. We're not saying Clemson bad. That guy, that guy was totally biased, and obviously, yeah, we, we are totally biased. But my thing yeah. is, like, they're both going to be really freaking good defenses, and sure, yeah. it is going to be a very interesting game. And Death Valley, I would put like Clemson at a four point favorite, probably something like that, three or four. But I would yeah. say, but but again, and, no Brett Venables. I, I think that because you give home field advantage, like a three point swing. So I think it's like a pick 'em game virtually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, but, if, if we're looking at that tweet, I, I would give Clemson the edge on the defensive line. I think their defensive line is, sure. is, is monstrous. But I would yeah. give our I would give our linebackers and the slight edge. They they have good linebacking play. Brenton Simpson but, but I, is the real deal for Clemson. Yeah, ex- and that's exactly the one I was going to reference. Um, yep. But overall, you know, from, you know, all three, you know, I think we're deeper in that position because we, we also have some guys chomping at the bit on the second team that are no joke either. Like Aiden uh, White, Jakeen yeah. Harris. Yeah. 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 So, uh, um, so and then you, then you look Smith, at sorry, Smith, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> I just okay, make him preach, make him preach. I, it's all I, good. I no, I know. I'm you know, I just like that's like a those guys had game. I'm pretty sure Jakeen Harris and Aiden White had game ceiling interceptions last season, two seasons ago. Within Aiden White picked mm-hmm. off the um Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. That was two seasons ago, yeah. and yep. then yeah, but he's had two years of experience playing and has started mm-hmm. a game. And Jakeen Harris. 
pretty sure he picked he he sealed the, the Louisville game or said Louisville passed in the game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. And, and then the thing I was going to go is our our defensive backs and our safeties are are really really very good. So yeah, I, I would I would say we were slightly better on defense. Um, but you know we'll see when they start playing the game. Yeah. But again, I want to point out Benjamin's comment saying that they're, they, they're literally, uh, Benjamin Orman basically said there could literally be an argument uh, for Isaiah Moore, uh, Peyton Wilson, and Drake Thomas to be the top three linebackers in the country. And it, it, it's a it's a case. Now, I know the 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 linebacker for, for Clemson, <laughs> he is the real deal. I think he has definitely a case uh, for being up there in the top three, but I'm just saying, though, again, that I think – all right, let's put it this way. I think that whoever you put as our third best linebacker is hands down the best third best linebacker in the country, like the best number three linebacker yeah. in the country. Whoever oh, I get the distinction. He's the best number three linebacker. Correct. Right. Yeah. For a team and, in and, the and country. The third option linebacker, he's the best in the country is what you're saying. Yes. And, and yes. probably a lot of cases, except for you know some of the elite teams – our third best linebacker is probably better than their first best linebacker. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, easily. I don't this too. Again, talking about second string linebackers, Jalen Scott and Devin Betty are no joke either. So it's like, no, I think, I think if you're NC state and you're looking at the season, the concern would be if there was I'm one, who is going to be the pass. Well, I'm not talking about defense. Okay. Defense. Gotcha. Like, I think okay. it's pass rushing because, I, I don't know. I think I think that's something you we weren't very good at it last year. So I, I I think you're gonna. I think there's still some answers there, and I think that's partly where they're looking for Savion Jackson to step up. And mm-hmm. I wonder if you get Clark, CJ Clark back from health. Can you slide Corey Durden to the outside, like where he thrived at Florida State? Get Josh you know, Harris rolling finally. Josh Harris also stepping up. It looks like so. Um, yeah, yeah th- that's that's the only thing I was gonna say there too. Absolutely. Um, so uh, Benjamin Orman, though, asked a question. We're, we won't talk you know, too much more here. Again, we want, need to tr- jump on to other topics. But he asked the question, who's going to be the backup QB, Ben, or the transfer we bought in, Jack Chambers? Um, so honestly, That's an open competition. That's an open competition. I think I think Jack Chambers, and because, and uh, you know, first of all, got to give a shout out to the Pack of Wolves. Make sure, first of all, you go check them out and uh, and, and join them if you haven't already. But I uh, yeah. went to the uh, Pack of Wolves events and uh, met a bunch of players like Peyton Wilson, who first of all said he's ready to get back to football. So yes, I saw he, he told me that multiple times. He's ready to get back to football. Uh, but talked to Jack Chambers and, you know, asked him, you know, like, you know, is, is you know, is, is the idea he's going to be a Swiss Army knife? And he was like, that's the idea, you know. And and, and, and also, too, uh, I was wearing my bowl ring uh, from uh, the Bitcoin Bowl in 2014. And I was like, yeah, you guys are going to get one this year, but it's going to say ACC champions on the side, right? And he goes, no, ours is going to say national champions. I was like, oh, okay. I like it. I like it. So, uh, um, so again, I mean, I, I love, you know, hey, I, I love the, the enthusiasm. I love, I love it. But, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, Jackie, he's an athlete. I, I think he's an athlete first, honestly. But, um, yeah. Personally, but I think, I, yeah, personally, go ahead. I, think, I think it's going to be Ben Finley still to lose, but I think you don't bring Jack Chambers in for nothing. So I think no. it's going to be uh, – I don't – you know, I'm not going to say if – you bring you bring him in definitely to back Devin Leary up. But I think there's some opportunity there to bring him in on some select packages like goal line kind of thing or short yardage even maybe. I think more goal oh, yeah. line. And, well, because uh, it, it keep mobile. in mind too – because keep in mind, too, that Jack Chambers is an experienced quarterback. So it's not like you're putting a guy like Jalen McClendon, you know, for Wildcat, where he was, didn't have much experience. 
You're he right. could run he wildcat packages. He was leading rusher though for um whoever he's Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern. Yeah. So he's got the build to handle running the ball too. So if you mm-hmm. have a guy who can throw and has a size to run the ball, I think that gives you a big threat in the red zone, particularly short yardage red zone items. So absolutely, yeah. No, again, it's it, to me. It's really be great too, I'm sure, but that's my that's oh. Why. I, again, it's, it's just tough because especially this year with how important this year is, you got to go with the guy that you know, again, God forbid, again, I am like seriously knocking on some wood over here. God forbid that we have to rely, you know, on you know at any point on either Ben Finley or Jack Chambers. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to whoever we feel the most confident in that can handle the situation because every single game, every single minute, every single snap this year is going to be huge, 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 huge. Cannot make a mistake. And so if that's the guy that has the quarterback experience like Jack Chambers, so be it. But is it the guy that's more, I, I say, a pure quarterback talent like like Ben Finley is? And so be it. And he's a guy that's tough, too. Again, I mean, Ben Finley is no, you know, he's he's no you know slop either. I mean, he, I think he's a great prospect. Yeah. I think next year, especially next year, he can compete with MJ Morris and those guys for a starting spot. You know, who knows what's going to happen with that? But um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. But uh, so with that being said, though, we got to jump on over here. Uh, we got some other things uh, to uh, to jump into here. So we're going to jump into Tuffy's Weekly Rewind. So here we go. All right. So that being said, again, we're, we're – we, and first of all, got to remind everybody that we are officially 75 sleeps – 75 days away from facing ECU in Greenville, North Carolina. And I'll tell you, every single day that we get closer, I'm, I'm, I'm sweat. I feel like another drop of sweat dropping down the back of my neck just because, not necessarily because I'm nervous, just because that is a huge game, man. Oh my gosh. I am like, please get us out there to win. I don't care if we win by one. I don't care if we win by 50. Just please win that game. Just don't even, don't even do that to us. So, uh, <laughs> um, so because man, because it was specifically too, because of, of all of the tweets coming out after they lost, uh, in the super regionals, like you know, oh, so and such days till September 3rd. I'm like, nope, no, I, I don't want you to look forward to September 3rd. We're looking forward yeah. to September 3rd, not you guys, yeah. Um, yeah. so got to give a shout out to our first of all, our track and field team and, and cross country team who earned, earned a fourth place finish in the United States track and field and cross country. Coaches Association Program of the Year standings. So basically, fourth best track and field slash cross country uh, organization, uh, college organization yeah. in the country, which is the highest finish in NC State history. Um, and obviously, having multiple national champions, obviously winning the national championship in women's cross country. You know that that speaks for itself. So again, got to give a huge uh, uh, shout out to to that team, and again, just huge huge things to come for and- them. I, I think they'll the cross country team will be a favorite for the national championship again in the fall. Um, oh yeah, they got it. They got a transfer from Tennessee, um, mm-hmm. who was who was uh, you know right up there in the in the the five thousand meters that Caitlin Tui won. She was right up there, I think, at the top ten also, and she's transferring here. So, yep, yep. And and Alex Alex Edge points out that uh, uh, North Carolina A&T took our sprint coach, and uh, yeah, I mean. You know, I think that at this point that, you know, we've kind of hit that spot because it's not like last year was like a fluke. I mean, for the last yeah. few years, 
our cross country and track team has been getting better and better and better. So I think that, you know, that again, the coaching staff will just at this point reload, just like, just like the rest in state athletics. And right now in state athletics overall is, is getting that mantra of we're not rebuilding, we're reloading and in, in multiple programs are doing that. So uh, I'm not really necessarily worried about that, you know, per se, you know, I, and I would say that for any other team, uh, but again, one of the things which I also, you know, just keep in mind as well is that in all of this area where, like, you know, first of all, like Louisville, you know, is doing all this stuff with football recruiting where, you know, NIL is, you know, taking like Jordan Addison to USC, whatever it is. All of our coaching staff is back from last year. Pretty much all of our players that could come back this year for football are back this year. They didn't transfer out. They didn't go to the draft. They came back. So it's it's clear that not only the culture in football, not only the culture in baseball and wrestling, the culture overall in state athletics right now, I think to me is top notch right now. One of the most top notch cultures in the country in terms of loyalty, in terms of commitment to to you know the best you know here at NC State. So it's it's a great time again. We say this all the time. It's a great day. It's a great time to be an NC State fan. Ain't no doubt about it. Yeah. So, um, but uh, also too, uh, got to give a shout to to uh, our swimming team. Uh, so former NC State Wolfpack swimmers Ryan Held and Justin Rest uh, helped the U.S. Uh, win gold in the in the men's four by one hundred free relay at the World Championships in Budapest, Hungary. So, um, and also too on top of it as well, uh, 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 Nell uh, Miller. Uh, who won? Who was one half of the doubles national championship for women's tennis? Got invited to Wimbledon to compete in Wimbledon uh, as well. Yeah, so that's crazy. That's huge. And, and, and doubles. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and, but, and, is, does she go with the the question I had was if it doubles, like why does her partner not go? Jada Daniels, I think was her name. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm yeah. Honestly, I'm not else. really. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yes. really too sure how that all works, but I mean, I you know, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> it is what it is, but I mean, again, yeah. it's just cool to see again that that you know, it just goes back to at the end of the day, it's so awesome to have a great athletic program. It's not like you know we're out, you know, like we have like one great sport that just we live mm-hmm. and breathe and sleep. Like that's it. Like every single, you know, pretty much most every single day, except for maybe two months out of the year, you're looking forward to some kind of sport, whether it's baseball, right. football women's basketball, wrestling, you know, you name it. Like, you know, there's always a sport going on, if not multiple sports going on that you, that we're competing for AC championship or competing in the top 25. Like that's, that's, that's amazing to even, even mention. So gotta, gotta, gotta highlight that. But um, yeah. So uh, Alex has insane uh, school first. <laughs> um, and uh, what's up, Kobe? Good to see you, uh, my friend. So I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in here with us, but uh yeah, uh, Greg, make anything to add on that, or jump on over and mail Tuffy's mailbag. Nope, we just uh, keep keep performing. Um, I'm the one thing I am interested in looking at is the final standings, and I guess it's is it Capital One, the whatever the, yeah. the I know yeah. they change the sponsor every couple directors. of years, but yeah, yeah but the Directors Cup. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I know that'll come out once baseball is done. So um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how we finish and if it's going to be an all time high because I think we're right right on the cusp of of uh, beating our previous record. Yeah. Well, well not, I would say getting in the tournament that'll hurt. That hurts, but yeah, well, but that's keep, true. But keep in mind that baseball last year again, I think they basically didn't get any points to the Directors mm-hmm. Cup because they got disqualified. Yeah, so they didn't get any points to the Directors Cup. So we're going to get some points from baseball this year. And I'm football. We definitely finished higher. Women's basketball finished higher. 
wrestling advantage uh, maybe higher, but again, just yeah, I, I would say well, where, I was, where I was going with that was with all the individual national champions, and I, I don't know yeah. if that counts okay. part of the standings or if it's only team. I, I'm not sure how all of that works out. So, but regardless, we've had a great season in athletics, and we can keep it moving from there. Oh, absolutely, and I, I definitely think next year we can be even better, no doubt. Especially looking at men's basketball, men's basketball. I'm looking at you guys. <laughs> definitely gonna get some more points in the director's cup for them next year. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Ormond uh, brings up a uh, uh, point, saying we need to get a rowing team. As uh, Lake Wheeler uh, here in, in North Carolina, North Carolina is hosting the ACC championships next spring, so definitely need to find a way to make that happen. So, uh, uh, you know, Boo, if you're listening on this, which I don't know why you are, but if you are, then Let's get a rowing team going, shall we? So uh, with that being said, though, we will jump on over to Tuffy's Mailbag. So with that being said, here we go. All right. So uh, speaking of Benjamin Warman, so he commented, uh, and first of all, if first of all, anybody who is interested in, in uh, submitting questions for Tuffy's Mailbag for us to answer here live on the show, Again, every single, usually either Saturday or Sunday, uh, we'll usually put out a tweet um, asking for questions. So if you haven't already t- followed us at Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter, uh, make sure to do that so you do not miss out whenever we put that out. So that way you can send them our way. So he asked the question of uh, who in the offensive backfield will emerge this year besides Jordan Houston and what could we expect from next year's baseball team? So again, we'll kind of take this obviously as, as two different pieces here, but first, obviously, talking about the backfield. And uh, I mean, I think that. I first of all say that I mean I think that Jordan Houston this year again he he's a guy that I think can can be a multi-dimensional running back uh, but just as of late he's been more of used as basically a pass catcher um, so but again I think a lot of it too really depends on what you know how the uh, offensive line does I know that um, last year running the ball we were I think next to last in ACC in terms of running efficiency. Yeah. Uh, so I think the offense line, if we can improve there, that'll help us a lot. Um, but I would say uh, Michael Allen, the, the true freshman, I think he's a guy that can, uh, you know, you know, if he, if he can break out, even though he's a true freshman, I think he could um, definitely yeah. be kind of a, you know, a filler, you know, if Jordan Houston needs to get out the field, whatever it is, or he's a guy that could even, I mean, he he's a guy that has the explosiveness to him that, uh, you know, he can, he can be a beneficiary part of this uh, offense, in my opinion, uh, uh, making do you everything that, you know, anything to add on that specifically? Um, I think one guy I didn't hear you mention him was that Demi Sumo guy. Uh, right oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Everybody for like the last year or so behind a curtain essentially was like, this guy's like amazing. Mysterious Demi yeah. Sumo. And he did, he played a, a, someone on the spring game and he looked really good when he played. And I can see physically. And how he moved, why people might think that. I said, okay, I can kind of see the flashes there. Um, I mean, it's Jordan Houston's. If, if it's, the, I think, what was the question again? Make sure I got that right, Lane. Uh, who in the Houston. offensive backfield will emerge this year besides Jordan Houston? Yeah, I'm, you know, I think they're going to see different options. I, who will emerge? That's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, I, I think, I think he maybe see a lot more in Trent Penix maybe this year. I, th- I mean, just being his last year. I mean, I think, I, think he's a lot more I, think he's, I think he's more over already at that tight end halfback mm-hmm. role, like a Jason. I, I think he's kind of sure. more in the pass catching role than he's running at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not sure. I, I it's hard to say Michael Allen because he's a freshman, like you were saying. But um, I think you're going to see 
some Michael Allen a little bit. I think you're going to see. I think you will see Demi Sumo. I think you will. I I think I think I think in short yardage, maybe in the field. Maybe, oh, I'm not short yardage. Unless yeah. it's like um, Delbert Mims, I think is more like a, a bowling ball kind of thing. So I think yeah, you can see short him. He, he moved pretty well at the spring game. Uh, was it this year or last year? I can't remember. I think it's this year. Pretty well too, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, if I had a bet, who would be the backup? Um. Honestly, I'm just gonna go off what I've heard. I'm gonna go with Demi Sumo, and that's really just because of yeah. everything we've heard. That and, and I will say, I got got the uh, the old college football magazines for right. this year here, and in on the NC State page, it does say the rising star sophomore Demi Sumo played six games on special teams, but the three star recruit will be part of a committee at running back with Zonda Knight and Ricky Person turn pro. Sumo six foot. 210 pounds gives him an extra dimension as more of a power back for the NC state offense. Yeah. So and he can catch passes too. So at yeah. six foot 200 and we said 210 pounds. Yeah. There's a ball and he can move. He can run. That's, um, that's a, that's a, that's a yeah. nice running back option. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then the second part to Benjamin's question, which is, and what can we expect from next year's baseball team? And I mean, obviously the first big piece that we already have known about is Carter Trice, uh, the transfer from Old Dominion mm-hmm. that uh, is a utility guy can, you know, play all over the, all over the field. And he's a, you know, over 300, you know, career uh, batting average. So, I mean, he's a guy that's easily going to jump in there into the starting role for us. Um, you know, I think that you still got the young guys in Peyton Green, um and uh uh Cozart, you know that that you that you love uh you're still gonna have Gino Griver you're still gonna have Dominic Bololi uh you know you're still gonna have most of your uh, uh bullpen back I think the only real guy that you lose which is gonna hurt is you know I think I I I would guess that Chris Chris Villeman's pretty much gone uh you know I mean it depends what happens in the draft but I think that if he has a you know if, if things go in the draft as is expected that he'll probably go I would say also too that I would more likely guess that probably Sam Highfield is going to come back. Uh, I know from looking at the drafts that he doesn't really have much draft stock at all. Uh, but again, do I think that he's worth it? Absolutely. But I just think that right now there's a lot of questions because obviously well, he has a he's injured injury, yeah. back, so it's a lot of questions with him right now in terms of his I'm injury. So I'm going to add to this too. Um, I think the fact that he was at that NIL event tells you what you should know too because. Think about with um, yeah. why would he why would he be at the event if he didn't if he wasn't going to be around next year? I got think right. about uh, to Quavian Smith and Darion Sebron. They had the Wolfies Awards, and mm-hmm. Darion Sebron won MVP for the the yeah. MVP award, and he didn't show up and he didn't come out of school. I mean, right. and then sure. to won I can't remember what the award he won was. It was a very nice award, but he was there. So mm-hmm. he kind of I, I think. The tea leaves are there. I think, in my opinion, I think Sam's definitely coming back. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Well, and 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 basically, I think you know, without basically putting words in his mouth, is that at the end of the day, I think that why he did that is because more likely he expects that you know he's not going to get drafted very high, um, so he's more likely going to come back. But I, I mean, you know, because like for example, like uh, like for example, like I think around this time. Team USA, uh, you know, is going to get announced uh, for the college athletes, and I know for a fact that he did that. His name wasn't basically put in there as an option, and that's because that if if you're a part of Team USA, you cannot be draft eligible, and so uh, so I mean his his name is going to be in the draft. So uh, 
yeah. So again, I, I think that more likely, you sh- I still say more likely you're going to get him back, and uh, you know, you still yeah. got, you know, you know, options there. Uh, but I think again, Avent a- a- and Coach Hart are are synonymous with with being great at developing talent. Uh, it, it's and also too with uh, the upgrades which are going to be started as of right now uh, for the for the Doak Field. I think that again, there's a lot of hype right now with NC State baseball even still. So I think there's going to be a lot of guys that want to be a part of it. Uh, and uh, again, it, it's a great uh, fan base right now. So uh, so again, I think uh, you know even with the loss of Tommy White and all that jazz, and I think with Logan Whitaker, I think he left as well, uh, and some other guys uh, that again, it's going to hurt. But I mean. I, I think that we'll be able to fill the holes as needed. And I think we have enough young guys that we're, we're going to feel good about it. Anything to add on it? Go ahead, Greg. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, we had, we had, we had nine in the, in the transfer portal. We've only signed one. So there's some, 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 uh, some movability there. Um, Sure. A name to, a name to kind of keep an eye on is Noah souls. Um, He could get drafted fairly well um he could be a, a place a piece that we might have to replace depending on where he gets drafted he's really the only position player that would be other than the ones that have no that have exhausted all their eligibility um so he's might be the only one that we might additionally lose um so yeah um i was talking to um justin cook i think yesterday or today and he's uh, what he's been seeing in the portal is we're going after a lot of speed and pitching um, some some mm-hmm. things that we desperately needed that we didn't have yep. from this season. So um, yep. there'll be there's still plenty of action to happen in the portal. So we won't know for sure what this team's going to look like probably for another yeah. you know maybe two months. Um, and then once they start heading into fall ball, when football gets kicked off, uh, we'll have maybe a little bit better idea. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's Sounds what like I was going to say. I mean, it's like we saw what happened with the men's basketball team. It's like and and if you would have asked the same question two weeks after we lost to Clemson in the ACC tournament, it's a totally different team now. So I, th- I think it's just kind of a little early to tell. Um, yeah. But I think they're in a better yeah. spot. I, I mean, again, the, the, the season's still going on. It's still a week, you know, left until yeah. the college and the college baseball season's even done. So again, I mean, yeah, we're, there's no reason to panic whatsoever. Like, you know, there, there's so many names to go after in the, in, in the portal. It's like, you know, just, Take your time. Like it's all good, you know. No need to rush it. So, uh, and I'm sure all right. So now, oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, so Red Wolf uh, tweeted said, uh, "What's the biggest news coming from football camp? When will the groundbreaking start for the new baseball? Uh, when will the sorry, I'm read it wrong. When will the groundbreaking start for the new baseball stadium? And then love the show. Well, appreciate that, uh, Red. Really appreciate that support." Um, so again, so I know we kind of at the beginning of this started talking about, uh, all the news coming out from the football camp, but, um, you know, besides the Noah Raj situation, uh, you know, one of the things I saw too, was that, uh, that there's, uh, the four star tight end, uh, put us in his top four. Uh, now the one question which I have for, for, for you guys is, do you think that it's very likely that we land another four-star tight end, even though we already have a pretty high-profile tight end or, or a guy that we're very excited about already committed to NC State? So let me check you on that. Four-star tight end to Zach Myers. Okay. Well, so that, well yeah. Well, again, he is, he's, he's – That's a cornerback. A three-star. No. Nah. Zach Myers is a four-star defensive back. He's a DB. Yeah, yeah. There, well, no. now, there's been some corner, okay. some tight ends that have 
you know, visited state. Like I know CJ Jacobson. Jacobson visited this weekend, the official visit, and he's a four-star guy, I believe. I mean, three-star. And then there's another guy named Jack Larson who did not visit this weekend, but he's a four-star. That's, I want to make, I was want to make sure that distinction was there. I didn't know which one you were talking about. Well, because again, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong, but again, I'm, I'm fairly confident that that we have a, a it's a you know skinnier tight end commit to the class. Uh, but I could, you know, I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's Vereen. Vereen, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. Javante Vereen, right? Isn't oh, that, yeah. I thought you were saying. Sorry, I thought you were talking about like recruit. I'm sorry. Like he's yeah. I'm the, I I put the recruits like the prospects, but he's a commit. He's I not mean, a recruit. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Is that? But I'm saying that there's a four star tight end. Is the guy the fro the you know. Why guy? No, that's a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let's start over. Hold on. Let's start over. Yeah, I think we're talking. Greg, Greg's throwing out names here. And Marine is committed to us. He's from I think Newburn or Havelock out there. Havelock. That dude is a real deal. If you go watch his yes. film and you watch like the Twitter clips of him move and catch the ball, there's one clip where he's doing like I think he was out at camp at NC State. Mm-hmm. He's right at the goal line. He he kind of does like a little slant, fake slant in to uh, in the end zone, and then. As he's singing, in, he just like throws the DB on the ground, and mind you, it's no pads, yeah. but he just yeah just throws a guy on the ground, and then he's like wide open, catch the ball, and it was like, wow. I mean, like it, and he and he's really fluid too, so he's really exciting for me. I think he's my favorite commit so far. He's just yeah. I like yeah. Him a lot. I'm pretty sure uh-huh. I'm talking about the the guy right beside Lex Thomas in the black jersey. I'm pretty sure that's who I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. So that's so CJ that's, Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. visited, and it's. And I think essentially for him, it's down to us in Utah. I so believe. in that picture that you just put up, number eleven is is uh, Vereen. So he's on the far far left. It looks like that's okay. number eleven. Oh, this okay, gotcha. Yeah, it could be forty one, could be eleven. Not really sure. Yeah, it's really hard to tell it, the numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, regardless, really. yeah. So the uh, those guys. I think the big story. I think with all these camps, every year you see you see on Twitter. And if you follow the the inside, which I will again, I will say, definitely go subscribe to Inside Pack Sports on Three Wolf Packer Pack Pride. They have good insider content. Um, but I was going to say, like you see a lot of the new offers come out. Some guys come to camp and they did not have an offer. They leave because they wowed the coaches. Uh, one guy was a running back uh, prospect, um, Kyron Jones, I think was his name from like the Charlotte area, and he didn't really have an offer. He came to NC State. Or he didn't have any, I think I don't think he had any power five offers. He hasn't committed to state, but he's he got an offer. And then I think the next day he went to Duke and I'm taking a camp there, got an offer at Duke. So um oddly enough, the guy had a an offer from Iowa State, which is like just put out David Montgomery and Brees Hall. I mean, those are really it's a really nice running yeah. back school lately. So mm-hmm. you kind of you see that's what I think is interesting somewhat. Um but then the, the, the visitors to me were also really interesting. Um so yeah. yeah no absolutely it's definitely an interesting game you know like even like what you hear with like some recruits whether they're trying to decide if they want to use their official visit versus you know staying as unofficial visit kind you of don't deal. Have one. you don't know you only have one official visit correct for each, right for each school and you're gonna have up to five official visits if i'm not mistaken Correct. Yeah, I was, I was like two, four, or five, but yeah, no, that makes sense. So, uh, so again, it, it's definitely a game. So, uh, you know, again, just like Macon was saying, if if uh, if if you haven't already got into uh, football or, or you know basketball recruiting, all that jazz, make sure again to uh, subscribe to either the Pack Pride, the Inside Pack Sports, or the Wolf Packer. And for those who are asking it or thinking it, 
no, we have no plans anytime in the near future, if not ever, to get into the recruiting world. Uh, we'll we'll leave that to the to the full timers and the <laughs> IPS and the you guys are on the there. field there at the practices all the time yeah. doing the interviews. They have all the because obviously we're just fans talking here, so we see and they do it full time. We don't do this full time. Not disclosing <laughs> inside information from them, but we mostly talk yeah. what we see on Twitter anyway. So you can yeah. see what we're talking about on Twitter. It's it's just a lot of really. Interesting dynamic. I think the most interesting thing like I said this weekend, you said besides that, was was the Noah Rogers thing. But that could yeah. Kevin Concepcion, that uh, Zach Myers, the DB, mother or his mo- what is his Smothers. name? Yeah. Smothers. Mothers, yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about him. He, I saw a little headline clip for his interview with Pat Pride. Said he rated the bid as a ten out of ten. Um, I yep. think he's going to visit Florida State next. Yep, that's that's the next one. Yep. Yep. So it's just to me. Recruiting is fun because these are the guys that, like, you're watching them pick the school and end up being, like, like Lamar Jackson or whoever, Bradley Chubb. Like, it's the story of, like, this guy was a – Bradley Chubb was a three-star linebacker. I mean, uh, right. yeah, no. Uh, he was. Deep, linebacker. Ben. Was he linebacker? No, linebacker. 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 I remember. And he, he, he changes into, like, a, one of the greatest defensive ends or, 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 or Garrett Bradbury, who was, like, a two-star tight end. And right. First of all, I think he was a one – First Maybe it was one star. Yeah. yeah. And he, was, yeah. he only had one major offer. And then he had UNC Charlotte came down to And then he becomes it. something. So to me, it's the story. Like, you think of these, like, guys who didn't get a lot of accolades. Maybe they did. Maybe they're, like, five-star guys and just stay dominant the whole time. But it's that yeah, story yeah. of, like, watching these guys, like, become something. And then, like, Russell Wilson's. Like, Russell Wilson had NC State and Duke were his only offers. And he's a two-star quarterback. Comes NC State, blows up. And now he's, like, one of the best quarterbacks yeah, in the NFL. So it's just stuff like that that's really cool. I mean, this is the starting point for this backstory of it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And again, we can go on and on with examples, whether it's uh, you know, Brandon, you know, Brandon. Bishop, I said enough uh, about know. recruiting. I think it's a be- hey, it's a beautiful case we're making right now that then they more people need to get into recruiting, no more people need to help in recruiting as well. Because again, mind that again you know, fans that you may think i'm just a fan i have no you know you know i have no effect on recruiting but again recruits take everything into account mm-hmm. everything. you know how much media matters too yeah it yep. does. And, and and if you're going to interact with these guys you know in and ladies and in, in the women's sports be respectful just you know congratulate them on their choices if they choose your school great if not wish them luck and keep it moving um because everything everything we put out there and we've said it before it affects future recruits um so so don't be that guy or girl um who's and, just dumb and because again to transportal you never know when when the when it might when that train might yeah. back around yeah. that's all i'm saying you mm-hmm. know it's it's you never know so uh, uh and then to touch base real quick on the, you know with Red Wolf with the you know one will the, the basically the renovation starts to Dope Field. I mean I would assume as of you know probably now I would assume they're probably starting you know as soon as they can because they have a lot to yeah. do and a couple phases to do it. So I'm I know, sure they, I know they got baseball you know, camp going on right now. So I don't know if they're playing on the field at baseball camp or at an auxiliary field. So um, well, sure. Again, right now it's probably just getting everything ready. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you know, you know, getting what, getting the materials the there. Will be? Where would that be, do you think? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's some kind of auxiliary field. I don't think they Well, I mean, you know, interstate you know, interstate it has other baseball fields, you know, that just aren't, you know, like legitimate, like you know, obviously we only have one joke field, but there's other yeah. 
you know, fields that you maybe go elsewhere. But anyway, I, I'm sure that basically what they're doing is just getting everything ready around it. But again, who knows? We, we don't really have too much visibility into that. Uh, ben, ben Orman did bring up that there was some showcase games that were played there this weekend. So um, again, unfortunately, not sure. But again, they have a lot to do. So I'm sure the sooner, as soon as they can get started, they're going to. That's all. That's all I'll say on that. And this is going to be a three-year um, project, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, three phases. Correct. Yeah. So, so when you say three phases, like all three phases will be completed by next season? Or no, no. I think, three 25, years. I think 25 season is when they'll all be done. But I think the, it's like – Off season is a – Yeah, a phase. I got a you. Phase. Yeah, yep. a phase. And if you want more information about two, I'm, I'm pretty sure Pac-9, the Pac-9 Twitter page, still has that original tweet pinned to their Twitter. Yep. So you can click on that, and it has in there basically spelled for you what the phases are and so uh um but other than that uh we appreciate again thank you all so much again for joining us i really do appreciate uh you being a part of this and uh, again every single monday 8 p.m to 9 p.m we we are right here talking all things nc state so make sure to make plans every single week to join in here with us uh again as again you can join in on this conversation ask questions, give thoughts, whatever it may be. And eventually here soon, we're going to be, we're going to have Kinsey here on the show with us. Uh, please make sure if you, if, if y'all might uh, have a uh, Kinsey and her family and her prayers is, uh, is uh, they're, they're trying to get her mama. Well, so again, our thoughts and prayers are with you, Kinsey and the family. So uh, definitely, if you don't mind uh, giving some thoughts as well, we appreciate that uh, Wolfpack nation. Uh, but again, we appreciate you all. We appreciate the support and uh, again, are excited for things to come. And again, make sure to, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you're notified when we do go live, so that way you don't forget about it. And also, too, so that way you're notified whenever we release new and state content. This week, we got a lot of exciting videos coming out. We got uh, both of the vlogs from the uh, Pitt semifinals, as well as the UNC finals uh, from the AC Championship, as well as we got our two interviews coming up with uh, Big Game Boomer here coming up uh, this week, too. So, uh, again, a lot of stuff this week, so make sure to, do, to not miss out on that. Uh, but thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, go pack, y'all. We'll see y'all soon.